Welcome back to another Daily Walk. Well, today we want to talk about this fun question. Is this COVID vaccine the mark of the beast? A lot of people have been asking about this. There have been a lot of things going around about the vaccine. I did have a chance to look at a little bit of the medical literature around it. I was actually shocked to see that the this is not the first RNA vaccine. They've been experimenting with these for cancers for a while. So I'm a little bit less leery about that after looking at some of the research and the science behind it. Um, but uh, we do want to address this question. And the reason this is a fascinating question is there are a lot of countries and things that are starting to say, hey, you can't do X, Y, or Z. In other words, you can't participate in society without it. So let's go ahead and talk about the vaccine as it relates to the mark of the beast. First and foremost, let's get this one out of the way because this type of video, of course, um, while I do have background in medical research. I am not your doctor, so you need to decide for yourself and do your own research and, and work with your doctor to figure out. I personally think that with the COVID vaccine, the virus is not dangerous enough for the general population to require such a thing. The general population will get it and ha most of them won't even know they have it. And it won't be passed on. Asymptomatic spread was shown through several different research articles, over 50, 60 uh, journal articles, medical research, that asymptomatic spread really doesn't generally happen. And frankly, unless you're, you're older or really sick or bad health, COVID's not that big of a risk to you. That's not crazy conspiracy COVID deniers. That's the CDC actual data. So don't get mad at me, get mad at the CDC for publishing their data on the website. Or maybe don't get mad at them because we do need that type of facts. Now the second question, I'm, the point I'm going to make here is that the vaccine is still very experimental. It was rushed out. We usually have a 10-year record in vaccinations before they become mainstreamed. And now we're talking about a, a vaccine that is less than a year old that we want to give to everybody. That in and of itself is also a dangerous precedent. Now, for the people in the more pro-life era, know that, uh, and I don't know which vaccines are which necessarily, but the RNA vaccines are purely synthetic. The idea behind those is that they're going to, they're going to inject RNA that's going to manufacture, utilizing your cell machinery, the peptide spikes to make the immune reaction. Whether or not that works or not, who knows? Some of those are following adenoviruses. Some of those are following actual attenuated um, COVID, some of those, you know, but they say nothing enough for, uh, that will, you know, cause you to get the disease. Still, that type of vaccine, it's still too experimental. They're still not all that old. They just figured out how to get them into cells efficiently just a couple years ago. And since you're doing RNA and you're packaging and protecting the RNA from degradation, there are indeed, in my opinion, a few questions about it. Now, the other ones that are not RNA vaccines, these ones are actually created with fetal human cells. And so like be aborted fetuses, basically. And so there is some question about it one way or the other. The problem is, is that now everyone's drawing sides. Uh, December 18th, Focus on the Family had two doctors on, I believe. And uh, one of them near the end, Dr. James, uh, not Jim Dobson, but Dr. James, he says, you know, it is loving our neighbor to get the vaccine. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> that is not the case. I'm sorry. Once again, focus on the family finds themselves to be um, too much on the political sides without being enough on the, the side of, of region, reason, logic, or the Bible. But since today, we don't want to talk about all that kind of stuff. We don't want to talk about 
a lot of the other things that are coming out about it. We want to talk about the mark of the beast. Because there are increasingly people saying this is kind of like the mark of the beast. Now, of course, not too long ago, Bill Gates himself started experimenting with some uh, ID tracker vaccines. And uh, one of the payment companies, I think it was MasterCard, was like, hey, let's add a chip into this vaccine you're giving so that people can buy or sell with it. <laughs> Uh, now, the thing is, is that we look through the scripture, there's a lot of archetypes. There's things that, you know, there's, there's false prophets and there's the false prophet. There's antichrists and, and there's not specifically called the antichrist, but the, the antichrists, the various little ones, plural, are a, a picture of, of, of the great beast or of Satan or, you know, of all of these things. And so we need to understand what is the mark of the beast and should we be worried about it and should the mark of the beast theory prevent us from getting the COVID vaccine. So first let's go ahead and have a look at what this mark of the beast is. This is from Revelation 13 verses 15 through 18. And he was given to him to give breath to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast would even speak and cause as many as who do not worship the image of the beast to be killed. And he causes all the small and the great, the rich and the poor, the free men and slaves to be given a mark on the right hand or on their forehead. And he provides that no one will be able to buy or sell except the one who has the mark, either in the name of the beast or his, the number of his name. And here is wisdom. Let him who understand calculate the number of the beast for the number of that man. And his number is 666. Now, where some people are starting to get a little bit concerned about this is there are certainly some areas where it's not forced to take the vaccine, but if you'd like to participate in society, you need to take it. That is frightening. There's different, uh, different countries are, are coming up with, um, with their own uh, vaccine tracker apps, you know, the, the COVID pass. Um, I think Ireland has one now. I just saw a recent one like, oh God, it's coming sooner than I thought. Um, I think it might have even been a state. Um, I, I can't remember exactly. But the idea behind this is it's an app. You have to put this app on your phone. And with the app on your phone, then you have to go ahead and, and show this app that you've either had the vaccination and or you've had a test to just wear a mask, socially distance and, and come into participating in society. And that is when we start doing that, that becomes a very, very dangerous precedent. Now we're starting to get to this point that's very much like it. So is it technically required? Oh no, it's just required if you'd like to participate in society. And that though is exactly what the mark of the beast is. Now is that the mark of the beast? No, it is not. And I'm going to tell you a couple reasons why. First and foremost, this occurs, now portions of Revelation are in a chronological order. This is in Revelation 13. We have to be concerned with this, with when the rapture is. Now, the pre-tribulation folks will say the rapture is way back early. The church will never suffer any persecution. And I have no earthly idea where you got that. They say, oh, this well, white space between chapters 3 and chapters 4, that is the rapture. Well, no, the rapture actually occurs here, Revelation 10, 7. As you read through these, you hear about, you know, when the, the, the beginning of the, the last trumpet. You hear, this is when the angels are going to go from east to west and, and gather up the people. Well, that actually occurs in Revelation 10:7. Revelation 10:7 says, "But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel when he is about to sound, then the mystery of God is finished as he preached to his servants the prophets." That is once again the prophecy. This is when it's occurring. Now, prior to this in Revelation, we've gone through 
the, the various six trumpets. It stops here. It gives us this prophecy, which lines up perfectly with Matthew. It lines up with 1 Corinthians, I think it's 1 Corinthians 15, uh, 15, 52. We're not going to read it right now, but uh, that's where it is. It's going to line up with other sections, um, Old Testament, which are saying, you know, when the beginning of the, of the trumpet, this occurs. And then we get these two witnesses, but then the seventh trumpet comes. This is in Revelation 11. And let's look at uh, 15, I think 15 through 18. Then the seventh angel sounded and there were loud voices in heaven saying, the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ. And he will reign forever and ever. And the 24 elders who sit on their thrones before God fell on their faces and worship God saying, we give thanks to you, O Lord, the almighty who are, who were, because you have taken your great power and have begun to reign. That is when the rapture occurs. Now that is in, uh, as we said, that is, was that 11, I believe? And so this is, uh, that's Revelation 11. Well, the beast doesn't come up for a, a little bit while longer. So in the chronology of things, the rapture occurs prior to the mark of the beast. So no, this is not the mark of the beast because no one with the mark of the beast can be saved. There are going to be people who do come to salvation after that period of time. We're not going to get into all of that here, but none of them will have the mark of the beast. Now, does that mean that, hey, we just, no problem at all? No, because I think that what we're starting to see with the politics surrounding it, with the actual, you want to talk about the denying of the science, denying of the science says, let's all throw on masks and everything and, and shut society down because the science doesn't quite support that view. All right, the science says you need to protect the elderly, you need to protect the sick, you need to be a little bit more cautious in some places, but the average person, we can just build up herd immunity without it. And uh, of course, the WHO just changed the definition of herd immunity. They, they moved out from the percentage of the population that, was, that has gotten the disease to the percentage of the population who is vaccinated. Very interesting. And then we're starting to see these COVID passes tied to vaccination status coming out through several different countries so you cannot get on airplanes you cannot go to concerts you cannot participate in society without it therefore yes the vaccine is a is a a archetype of the mark of the beast but it is not the mark of the beast so your salvation is not at risk if you get it so if you do the research and you do the studies and you talk to your doctor and you th say that, yes, I should probably get this vaccine, then go ahead and get the vaccine. Your salvation is not in jeopardy. But in my personal take, I don't see it's worth it personally, but that's a personal decision that I have done with the research that I have done. So that's what I want to leave you with. Um, COVID vaccine. Is it the mark of the beast? Uh, it's an archetype thereof, but it is not actually yet. My biggest danger is that if we do not stand up to some of this and stop all this nonsense, we're going to see we're going to see a case where we cannot engage in our society without it. And that would definitely qualify as an archetype of the mark of the beast. So there's my thoughts. Let me know your thoughts in the comments down below. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash TomM. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.